You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. I bet that by now you are longing for a haircut, dying for a latte or something like that and just really missing hugging your friends and family. We're still in weird times in pandemic earth right now. Last week, I didn't post an episode. It's the first time in 18 months of podcasting that I skipped airing an episode except for Christmas Day. And the last two weeks, when I sat down to focus on my podcast, I was blank. Now, sure, I felt blank before when I sat down to create a blog or a podcast. And it's not a big deal. You know, I get up, I take a walk, I do some deep breathing and exercising or something like that. And I come back with a burst of creativity. But this blankness has gone on for weeks. My pre-recorded, pre-published episodes have caught up with me. And I still had, well, nothing I felt like was worth to say. And finally, I realized that I'm in a deep, deep grief. And at times of grief, business as usual just doesn't feel right. There's no bandwidth for generative thought. Do you know what I mean? So last week, I spoke to a client of mine. She graduated working with me about six months ago. And I've been reaching out to lots of people that I haven't been in touch with lately. That's just what I feel like doing. And she encouraged me to share on the podcast what's going on for me. So thanks, Kate. That was brilliant advice. So guys, I'm an empath. Have you ever heard of that? Being an empath means that you can sense the mental or emotional states of others. And usually I sense other people's energetic states, and it's just a slow trickle, totally manageable. In fact, it's a useful skill to have as a coach and as a human being. And over the years, I've learned tools to protect myself and release energy that isn't mine. But during this pandemic, sadness, grief, fear, and anxiety have come rolling in tsunami waves. I wake up as if I'm underwater and I've got to swim, you know, 30 feet or more up in order to get to air. It's taking much more self-care to rise above this wave. And daily self-care is a normal priority for me. So I already spend a lot of time doing it. It's amazing to realize that perhaps for the first time in human history, the whole globe full of human beings is feeling sadness, grief, fear, and anxiety all at the same time, all of us. And that's a really heavy energetic load. So why am I telling you this? First, I I don't want you to feel sorry for me. As far as I'm concerned, sensitivity is a superpower, especially when it's used for self-healing and doing good in the world. 
And that's what this episode is about, being highly sensitive as a coach. There's a few show notes. If you want to see them, go to prosperouscoach.com slash 71. If you don't identify with the idea of being highly sensitive, just consider listening to this short episode anyway, because a significant percentage of your fellow human beings are highly sensitive. And you might learn something new either about yourself or about them. In 1997, Dr. Elaine Aaron wrote a book called The Highly Sensitive Person. Maybe you've heard about it. 1997 was the year that I graduated from coach training. And I remember reading that book and feeling a deep sense of relief to finally feel seen and heard in a different way than I had been most of my life. I was labeled fragile for much of my life. And after reading that book, I was able to reframe my sensitivities as a strength and as being uniquely capable. For me, sensitivity is my nature. I was born with it. I have early memories of being in my crib with the door shut to my room and being able to track each of my family members energetically, no matter where they were or what they were doing. And if they were in some sort of distress, physical or emotional, I'd feel it in my body. And then I would dissociate from my body to go to them in order to provide support. I was a super unusual kid. And my parents really had no idea how to deal with me. I remember that um, holidays were particularly difficult because of the heightened energy. You know, there'd be more people around and everybody was feeling anticipation, elation, frustration, disappointment, exhaustion, what have you, you know, whatever comes with a Christmas or an Easter or whatever. And the camera would come out and I'd be crying while everyone else was smiling or at least faking a smile. And as a result, I became camera shy, associating that sort of energetic trauma with cameras. So there were very few photos of me growing up. I hope as you're hearing this, you don't think I was sort of a pitiful character. I really wasn't. I had a lot of joy, a lot of life, and still do. You know, I'm, I'm a very fun, goofy person. But sensitivity has really colored my life in a lot of ways. Now, according to Dr. Aaron, you know, the person that wrote The Highly Sensitive Person, approximately 20% of the population is highly sensitive. That's a significant number. And I personally suspect that number has climbed with people who are not necessarily born into sensitivity, but have grown sensitivity as the population swells, as we move faster and faster in our lives, as we eat less nutritious food, there's more pollution. As we swim in the nonstop field of EMFs that has been elevated tremendously by Wi-Fi, I have a theory going that many highly sensitive people are, are drawn to coaching and professions like it. And I seem to attract clients, all who are coaches, who are highly sensitive. We recognize and understand each other 
there's just a natural attraction. So what about you? Have you ever felt you were sensitive or maybe highly sensitive? It comes in a lot of forms. Some people are emotionally sensitive. Some people are physically sensitive. Some are, like me, energetically sensitive, which can affect the emotional and physical body. And there are plenty of subcategories within each of those. But did you know that being highly sensitive can be an asset in coaching? Here are some of the ways that I have found it to be valuable. First, my intuition is an incredibly reliable guidance system. I can read a room in a small group, even online in training or mastermind. I can sense into the group. I can also sense subtle cues in a conversation. I can even sense subtle cues that help me to choose a direction with my client for coaching and mentoring them. And certain words and phrases that clients say actually, for me, float into the air like they're a physical thing and add emphasis. That's been really helpful for me with writing copy, too, or helping my clients to write copy for their websites and other things. What isn't said also is very clear to me. And I can also sense when I've given away my power in relationship and particularly in coaching relationships and quickly correct that. And I can also sense when my client has given away their power and help them to gently notice that and correct it. So those are just a few things that I've realized are helpful about my sensitivity in coaching. And my guess is that hearing those that you have realized, or maybe you already knew, that some or all of these abilities are really helpful to you as well as a coach. And if you have not developed these sensitivities, I actually believe that you can. Just simply by raising awareness, you can fine-tune your intuition and all of the things that go with it. But here's a caveat. Being sensitive does not mean that you're infallible. You know, I am not always right. Far from it. And sometimes I sense something or think it's one thing when it's something else entirely. So it is really important not to assume. So if I detect something that I think is important and I imagined that it might be this way or that, asking open-ended questions is always the best way for me to check in with my clients. So this is a short episode. I'm switching to doing mini episodes for the next few weeks, and I may also replay some of the favorites. One thing about podcasting is that there's always gold in past episodes, and many people will miss them if they're new to my podcast and they don't go back to binge listen. So in the meantime, stay well, stay sane, and keep doing whatever you can to let your target audience know your services exist, while also taking really good care of you. Bless you all. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.